Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, and this is Episode 5 of Passionate Pioneers. In this episode, we spend time with two healthcare innovation executives who started a global movement of connection, empathy, and love through the simple act of gifting pairs of pink socks. What started as one gifted pair of pink socks in 2015 has turned into almost 60,000 pairs today. Nick Atkins is the co-founder of Pink Socks Life, a nonprofit organization focused on promoting authentic human connection around the world. In addition to empowering people from all walks of life to connect with anyone and anywhere, he serves on the advisory boards at Cloudbreak Health and Doc.ai. Andrew Richards is the other co-founder of Pink Socks Life. In addition to his work with the Pink Socks movement, Andrew leads health technology innovation at the Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine at Washington State University. He also co-founded Amend Health, which drives startup companies to address healthcare challenges in rural and underserved communities. During our time together, Nick and Andrew shared how this globally reaching movement and community started, where they are today with their nonprofit, and their plan to further grow the important work of the organization. I also asked Nick and Andrew to share some specific examples of how the power of connection and gifting of pink socks has made our communities better around the world. Stay tuned for some very inspiring stories that demonstrate the power of this movement. And toward the end of the podcast, we explored a few examples of how you can start your journey of creating community and togetherness, as well as how you can get involved with the Pink Socks organization. And before we start this podcast, I want to thank Nick and Andrew for their deep commitment and passion to make our world a better place. I have personally been involved with the Pink Socks community for several years now, and it has brought amazing people into my life who continually make me a more empathetic and compassionate person. As Nick said in this podcast, everyone has a story to tell, and let's take a moment to pause and to listen to these stories and to authentically connect with each other. This is needed now more than ever, and I hope you join us. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Andrew Richards and Nick Atkins. You guys ready to talk about pink socks and the power of community? You know it. Yes. Yes. Excellent. I know I am. Well, as you know, my work and mission in life is to build communities that create meaningful and lasting change in our world. There is nothing that gets me more excited in my professional journey than to do exactly this. Why? I have seen it over and over and over again. When the social fabric is laid down to weave amazing people together that then creates a community around a shared vision and goal, anything is possible. In fact, I believe community and the sense of belonging is needed now more than ever. Well, I'm fired up to have you both on the podcast today because you both are pioneers in doing exactly this, building community. 
and building community around the world via pairs of pink socks. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Well, before we dive in and talk about all the wonderful work you guys are literally doing around the globe with this community, let's break the ice a little bit. Let's have the community get to know you a bit more. So we're going we're gonna, to randomly select one of three questions, and let's see what it comes up with. All right, we got one thing that you love to do outside of your pioneering work. Nick, why don't you kick us off? Oh, I enjoy playing the guitar. I play every day, usually in the morning and again in the evening as a as a way to kind of wind down and decompress from the day. And um, been playing since I was ten years old, and try to focus on on the blues, but can uh, play along with just about anything you want to play. But uh, I find that very relaxing and and something I enjoy doing every day. That's excellent. Well, during our first episode with Dr. Benjamin Miller from Wellbeing Trust, he talked about his love of guitar as well, and I mentioned to him, and I'll mention it again so somebody will eventually hire me. I am an expert at playing the cowbell, so just put a pin in it. If I ever can be of help and service with the cowbell, I'm your guy. Absolutely need more cowbell. (laughs) Andrew, how about you? Well, I like to to brew. I'm definitely a home brewer, and uh, I've kind of gone off the deep end on that. And, uh, yeah, so creating beer and then, um, obviously drinking it and uh, having a good time with that. What is the best beer that you like to brew? What's, what's your favorite? Um, my absolute favorite is, uh, there's this Porter I make and it's got, uh, I use a little bit of coffee in it as well. So it's coffee. And then if I'm really lucky, I can age it in an old bourbon barrel. So I have some of those. And so barrel, like bourbon barrel coffee and uh, coffee Porter and uh, it gets the job done. Oh, that sounds good. Well, you know, here in Colorado, we, we love our craft beer. So don't be shy in bringing some of that uh, back to Denver when you come, come and visit us again. Oh, you know I will. I love it. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, guys. So uh, let's jump into this movement called Pink Socks. But before we talk about where you guys are today and where this movement is going around the world tomorrow, let's back it up a bit. How did this even start? Where, where did this Pink Socks movement and, and – an entire movement around the world. How did this start guys? Well, Andrew and I were in San Francisco one day. We were co-founders in a, in a tech startup and we were trying to raise money and we we're sitting around the pool one morning before we went to the VC, just having coffee. And there's this couple next to us, this older couple from Israel. And this guy's name was slow mo. And at the time I was wearing some, some cool funky, like, I think they were robot monkey socks and slow-mo was a nice old guy with the most infectious smile. He just was totally grooving on these socks. And he's like, Oh, I love those socks. I love those socks. And I looked at Andrew. I said, well, you know, I think I've got a brand new pair of those robot monkey socks back in the room. Don't let these people go away. You know, keep them here. I'm going to run back to the room and, and see if I've got some, some clean new socks I can give this guy. And, uh, I did. So we, you know, handed slow-mo these, these socks and wow, I mean, the smile and the joy and the connection over just something so simple, you know, gifting something so simple, such, you know, a pair of socks. And we're like, wow. And Andrew and I were getting ready to go to Hymns in Chicago that year in 2015. And we said, hey, remember that guy gifted those socks to in San Francisco? What if we could pack our little backpacks full of 
fun socks when we go to hymns and see if we can scale that up. You know, can we create some smiles at gifting at this, at this stuffy healthcare conference? And we said, yes. And ended up getting a hundred pairs of pink socks with mustaches on them and started giving those away at hymns. And it's really, it's really never looked back, but it, it all began just by a, uh, a chance meeting that the university teed up for us in San Francisco with, with Shlomo. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, and it, and the thing I, that we sometimes forget uh, when we we took those socks to hymns. Um, for those that don't know Nick and me, um, Nick wears a kilt, and I usually wear jeans and a t-shirt. And you can imagine the pair of us walking through the hymns conference. And for those of you that have never been, um, imagine forty thousand or so healthcare people, um, primarily in the executive space. So um, we definitely turned a few heads. Uh, wearing bright pink socks um, added to that. And it led to a lot of interesting looks and uh, a lot of great conversations where people literally would walk up and go, why are you guys wearing those socks? And that was, um, it was this real amazing moment for us. Um, we never realized what it would become after that trip. It was, uh, it was opening, and things just exploded from there. It's been insane. And you probably, you know, we were carrying around a stuffed corgi that didn't. That didn't yeah, that added to the Can't forget mine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when you look back uh, through social media and especially on Twitter, if you look for the, the alpha tweet on this that we're talking about, you know, patient zero in the pink socks epidemic was Dr. Eric Topol. Andrew and I just run into Dr. Topol right as we're coming into the convention center and there in Chicago and, and, um, he's the very first person that we gifted pink socks to and like I said, had no idea that this thing was going to become a global thing, you know, years later, just, but grateful that he said yes to, to accepting the gifts of the pink socks and letting us get our picture made with him and tweeting it. And, but, uh, patient zero, Dr. Topol. So thank you. So when, when Dr. Topol, tweeted that picture what happened <laughs> there was, oh man so pretty soon we were um well one i can mention we kind of stood out at this conference just uh not sock related reasons and as when dr topol tweeted that out we start walking around people started noticing who we were and then they would walk up and go what's up with the socks why are you here and there was one point when we could not really walk across the convention center um we were trying to get to food and it took us hours to move and it was it was humorous and um it was fun at the same time but it was totally unexpected and just led to some of these most amazing conversations we've ever had um and we uh, we met some of the most amazing people we couldn't even try to list everybody that we met that we still keep i mean it's insane wow i mean that that was the first time we used the hashtag pink socks and it really went viral at Hims that year, along with the, the conference hashtag. And it's it's never never looked back. So during during 2015, here we are at Hims, a, a healthcare IT conference for our community that may not know 
what that conference is. It's uh, consider it the Super Bowl conference for the health IT space, uh, where you know usually fifty thousand of our closest friends convene at this conference. And as Nick said earlier, it, it can be stuffy and it, it, it can be the you know the traditional type of conference. And and now and today here we are in twenty nineteen. If you go to Hims or even other healthcare conferences around the world, you will see uh, an army of pink socks wearing. Um, leaders throughout these conferences. But before we kind of dive into where things are today, guys, during that 2015 HIMSS conference, you're walking in, you're in Chicago. Did you have any goals in mind whatsoever around those hundred pair of socks? I think we really just wanted to connect to people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, and we were, um, and we, uh, as Nick mentioned, we were doing a tech startup. So we were definitely um, startup life kind of guys, right? So the fact that we even had tickets to get into him was, was a stretch for the startup. And we just wanted to be in conversations. And we quickly realized that we're not selling things isn't our jam. And we just wanted to connect with people and learn more and have these meaningful conversations. So that's what it was. It was just, who are we going to meet and who are we going to talk to and what are we going to learn? And make sure that everyone knows. And this, I think this is really important about the pink socks. We're not, we're not trying to sell a brand. We're not trying to sell a product. And when you're in a conference, when every other person is sitting there trying to give you some branded device or something, or trying to sell you something, we're sitting here going, Oh no, these are just, they're just a gift. There's no, there's no money. This is just for, um, for us to have this conversation and put a smile on your face. I mean, thinking back, we, we didn't even hand out business cards. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, retrospect, you know, maybe that was maybe that's probably why we weren't so good at the startup thing. But um, <laughs> wow, but yeah, like Andrew says, I mean, it's it's it's, it's grown. It, it you know, even from the very beginning, it never was about one company. It was always about celebrating a connection that you had with another person. That once upon a time you shared space with someone, and that these pink socks were going to be a token, you know. Or, something you could look at as, you know, to remember, say, Hey, I met this awesome guy named Andrew one time in Chicago and he gave me these pink socks. Yeah. And each time you wear those pink socks, that memory comes back. And every time you wear your pink socks, you connect with someone else and create smiles. And now, you know, four years later, these things are around the world and it's all the same thing. And so I think some of the, the magic of pink socks is that from its very beginning, Andrew and I, never attached it to a company that we said it's about a celebration of all of us. And as you see the pink sucks tribe around the world, as the movement's grown and it continues to grow, it, it really is a celebration of each other. It's, it's not about any one company mission goal. It's, it's just this movement is this paradox of you know, multiple missions. And that's what makes it fun to make change happen. Just like, you know, the awesome work you're doing in Denver at catalyst. Oh my goodness, Mike, I mean, building a whole city block full of, of wonderful, awesome innovators who are, who are changing the world, you know, and then we look at other cities, whether it's Austin or Berlin or New York or Paris, I mean, fill in the groups, you know, Spokane with work that Anderson and Washington state med school, I mean, on and on and on. I mean, it takes all of us. It's not any one, any one person thing, company. It's, it's all of us. And that's where the magic is. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that magic, you know, and, and to the community listening in, 
Try it yourself. Go to Twitter, enter the hashtag pink socks, all one word and plural, and you can see it for yourself. And we'll talk a little bit more towards the end of the podcast of how to get involved and where to, where to find pink socks online, et cetera. But let's talk a little bit about that, that magic. What are some examples from around the world where this pink socks movement has created something bigger than just that one person? You know, are there meetup groups or has this, uh, has this impacted people within communities? I mean, I recently saw online an amazing story coming from the pink socks community about a teacher down in, in Texas after the mass shooting. Share with us some of the magic, actual proof points of some of the magic around these pink socks. Yeah, the, the impact has been huge and it's been, uh, we've seen, you know, groups have started having their own meetups in cities where um, initially when we did, uh, we would go to these major healthcare conferences. And for, again, for anyone that goes to a major conference, um, specifically in the healthcare space, but it's greatly expanding from there, uh, keep an eye on Twitter for where there will be a, uh, a Pink Socks meetup. Um, we try to publicize that. They're, um, they're very much the antithesis of traditional kind of corporate events. Um, we don't charge anybody. They're open to all. Um, we find the diviest bar we can. Um, by design. And if you go to many of these big conferences, uh, a lot of, a lot of events are held at very high end kind of swanky locations. Uh, we did the opposite. We want it to be open to everybody. Uh, we try to get away from the conference site and we create a space where people can just come connect and make meaningful introductions and hear stories and share their own. Um, and that's just like this grassroots level thing that we see, uh, beyond that though, uh, we've had, uh, patients, go online and talk about the challenges they're facing and they connect it to pink socks. And pretty soon they're meeting physicians that can help them. Um, we've helped connect people uh, to sources of funding when they needed it to pay for medical bills. Uh, we do amazing things in uh, with the work that Nick, Nick's going to mention here uh, with elementary students um, and changing the way they think about empathy and human connection. Uh, we ship socks all over the world. It's insane. Uh, but a more personal note, you know, what really happens through all of this, we can talk big picture about all the amazing things that, that this does, but it creates these one-on-one -on -one moments. And just kind of a quick aside, uh, Mike, this is when I was in Denver a couple uh, couple visits ago, and I was taking the train back to the airport. And for those of you that ever visit uh, Denver, go check out the um, Amazing Space at Catalyst. You can go to the airport, you can take the train right to a couple blocks away. It's a great way to get right to where you need to be in the city. And I'm riding the train back to get my flight back to Spokane. And on my backpack, I have a pink sock sticker. And I notice this person sitting across from me on the train and he keeps looking at it and keeps looking at it. And this person has, he's got his earbuds in and he's looking at his phone and he's totally immersed in that what traditional thing we see when people are out in public, right? They're all focused in their own bubble. And I look at him and he finally stops and he takes his earbuds out and he goes, what's that sticker for? And we had that connection. Boom. I said, let me, let me tell you. And we spent the rest of that train ride talking. And he told me all about his life and how he was just out of college and he was finding his new job and he was spending his time between California and Denver. And I told him my story and we connected. And when we got off that train and we had to go our separate ways, we gave each other a huge hug and we both left smiling. And I gave him the last pair of pink socks I had in my bag. And I know he's out there and these are the kinds of human connections that this creates. It's a total, two total strangers in the universe tapped us on the shoulder and said, 
you two need to have a conversation right now. Wow. And that is totally missing everywhere we go in this world. And we're trying to change that. And it's as simple as someone being willing to say yes and to have that conversation. That's incredible. How cool. Nick, I do want you to share about that, that uh, uh, elementary school and teacher in, in El Paso. But I also want you to share another story that this is, uh, oh gosh, probably now about two years ago. And I was able to follow along with your journey on it. Um, and it really touched me. And, it, and, it, and, it, and I still remember seeing the pictures when you posted them. But you were with a group of, of women in India, I believe, and were able to hand mm-hmm. these socks. Can you talk about that? And then we'll talk about El Paso. I mean, here you are literally on the other side of the world and making connections. I'm sure, I'm sure language barriers were there, you know, cultural barriers. But there you were in the heart of India with pink socks and these amazing women. Can you share a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, that, that was, that was mind blowing. Like, and it was, uh, not only blow my mind, but it blew my heart wide open and how that whole, that whole event came about was our friend, Rasu Sressa, who's the chief strategy officer at Atrium health in North Carolina and awesome in real life friend for, for each of us and for the pink sex tribe that, around the world, just one of the sweetest humans you're ever going to meet. Um, we had arranged, and he's originally from Kathmandu, Nepal, Rasu is. And so we had arranged to say, Hey, look, I told him, so the next time you're in Kathmandu, I want to meet you over there because some doctors in Kathmandu have tweeted out that if you're ever in Nepal, we would love to get some pink socks yeah all right so let's do that <laughs> so the universe lines us up we tee it up Rasu says yes yes a year year and a half later the cal- calendars align he's in Nepal I'm about to be at a thing in Germany I can jump over it, it just it lines up perfectly we end up going to Nepal gifting a group of anesthesiologists and the nursing team and the care team there the administrators of this hospital in Kathmandu their pink socks and from Nepal I jumped over to Bangalore, India, where also our friend in real life, Carmen Kabsa, who has a company that does breast cancer screening for women in India, which is a very forward thinking pioneer move in India. I said, Nick, we would love to have you come to Bangalore and meet the team here at, you know, see what we're doing with, with helping these wonderful women get diagnosed and, and, and save a lot of lives. And you know, it was my first time to India. It was a beautiful, wonderful experience. I think the tweet that you're talking about, there's probably 30, 30 pairs of pink socks in that picture with a bunch of happy, smiley women from India and, and Carmen and I, a couple of the care team there. And this power of connection, it's, it's in all of us. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, you know, which vertical we're in, if it's healthcare, it doesn't matter what city or state where country it, it, it crosses politics and geopolitical boundaries. All of us as humans, it's hardwired in our DNA that we crave connection and we do every day. And so, you know, pink socks is a visual cue I mean, there's some very smart neuroscientists at, at MIT who calculated 
the brain's processing speed to, to recognize a visual cue or a visual image and turn that into, to an action item. It's 13 milliseconds. Our brain can, can compute an image in 13 milliseconds. So it's something as simple as a pink sock says, hope lines up a cue to make an event like Andrew just said with his visit on the train from Denver back to the Denver airport. If those kind of moments of connection can be, be spawned by somebody wearing a pair of pink socks or having a pink socks button or a badge or a sticker, something so simple. What? What? It's mind blowing. Whether it's, whether it's Carmen's group in, in Bangalore or whether it's somebody, you know, table North Carolina feeding hungry children in North Carolina, or whether it's first Saturdays, Oregon, San Diego, taking care of, of homeless people and making sure they have supplies every month and on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's really, it's jumped the healthcare fence at this point. It's in our elementary schools as well. Right. And, and there was one, I, I definitely want, uh, the community hear about this because it is so touching. So there you were a number of years ago in India with with grown grown women uh, bringing community together, and then here we are now, very recent, connecting with children at an elementary school in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. What what happened there, Nick? Well, some somebody had gifted uh, a first grade teacher in El Paso some pink socks. You know, and this is all that magic of gifting that that we all experience every day when we when we give someone a pair of pink socks or maybe the gift of the connection and smiling and connecting and saying, it's good to see you and having a conversation and listening to their story. Someone had gifted um, a woman in El Paso as a first grade teacher. Her name is Miss Blancas had, had gifted her some pink socks. And so that came up on my Twitter flow and I kind of started watching what Miss Blancas was doing. And, you know, she's tweeting all of this happy kind stuff about she's teaching her kids to be kind and, and, and teaching love and she posted a video of them hugging each other, and, you know, going out to class at the end of the day and, you know, high-fiving or hugging and just, I was like, what? Um, so I said, well, Ms. Block is how many, how many kids do you have in that first grade class? And she sent me a message back said 32. I said, well, let's, let's get you awesome pink socks. So we sent, pink socks to Miss Blanca's first grade class. It's Dr. Sue A. Shook Elementary in El Paso, Texas. Dr. Sue A. Shook Elementary in El Paso. They're the second largest elementary school in the state of Texas. Wow. And and Miss Blancas gave all those kids pink socks and she posted some beautiful pictures of the kids gifting each other their pink socks and using the hashtag and the hashtag be kind and and hashtag love more fear less. And then she's posting a video of the kids doing cinnamon roll hug. And Oh my goodness. It was just like, Oh, what do we need more of in the world? That. And so to know, right. And so to know that, that a teacher like Miss Blancas in El Paso, Texas, these kids are, it's a, it's a bilingual school. The kids are all Hispanic. They're, the teachers, the helpers are right on the border town there. They're right. I mean, they have zero degree of separation from, from some of the most horrendous things that are happening in the world. And, and, and they're right there teaching these kids. Look, wow. the world would rather hug you than hurt you. 
there are a lot of good people around the world, a lot of good people that are believing in you, that believe in love and kindness, that believe in the power of hugs. You, you may be in the first grade now, but you don't have to grow out of being kind and loving. Look at all of these people around the world to look to. That is so yeah, cool. They're doing the same thing. They're hugging. They're uh-huh. being happy and kind. They're celebrating love and kindness in the world. And so when this, this past summer when school broke, Miss Miss Blanca sent me a message and she said, when, when my first graders come back at the end of the summer, they're now going to be in the second grade. Can you send more pink socks? Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. And so the, her first graders who are now second graders, when Miss Blanca's new first graders came in for the, to start the fall term, that now second graders came to the class and gifted pink sock to the new first grade. Oh, that's so cool. That's so, right. it, it, it's the, it's the pink socks annual subscription model. <laughs> that is so cool. Right. And so, and so annual gifting about that is showing this and I'm like, I'm like, what? And wow. this is amazing. That's said, great. Well, how many, really how many, how many kids, how many kids are at the whole school? She said 1200. Mike, 1,200 awesome little happy kids in El Paso, Texas, who are surrounded by teachers that are teaching them love and kindness. We reached out to the Pink Sox tribe and did an ask and said, who will help us get 1,200 pairs of Pink Sox to this elementary school in El Paso, Texas? Within seven days, seven days, we had the money. Wow. We had donors that said, yes, 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 yes. And so we're sending 1200 pairs of pink socks to the whole school <laughs> and the kids are going to gift the socks to each other. The ripple effect, the exponential ripple effect of goodness and kindness that this throws out for the, those kids whole lives. You can't measure the ROI on that. What that does for them and everyone around them and us, the world yeah. So why pink socks for me? That right there. What a that powerful, right powerful example of this movement that has been created. So we just heard from Nick that 1,200 pair are heading down or may already be in El Paso, Texas. So that's 1,200. Andrew, that's 1,200 of how many now have been gifted around the world? Where are we at count wise? What are we, Nick? Right about sixty thousand pairs of socks. Is that our latest bump? Yeah, I mean, we're that's our fifty-five coming into sixty yeah. that way. Yeah, so sixty thousand actual pink socks. Wow. Yeah, over fifty thousand pair. Yeah, and we and these are uh, you know it started with a hundred, and when as this grew, um, Nick and I never knew we'd have to learn all about textile manufacturing <laughs> and shipping and importing and. Um, you know, this was always meant to be, you know, it's supposed to not be a business. There's, we're just gifting and making people happy and having these moments of connection. Um, and now it's 55,000, 60,000 pairs of socks. It's orders of 5,000 at a time. It's finding donors to help continue this, um, these human connections to keep moving. And just 
not worrying about, you know, like the ROI we talk about is in smiles and happiness and hugs and empathy and not in dollar signs. And, and Mike, you know, the, the, the number I get asked that, well, how many people do you think are in the pink socks tribe? I don't really have a true number. There's no true accounting for this. I mean, we can account for how many pairs of pink socks we put in the flow. I mean, and then there's other items that have been gifted like Daniel Rothman and the pink socks pins. And, you know, he think he's put 10,000 of those into the flow. Teresa over in, in the UK and her pink socks badges, people with pink socks, cookies and cakes and hats and t-shirts and hair scrunchies and oh, what rings, earrings, cufflinks, who knows what the true number is and doesn't really matter, right? Whether it's 50,000, a hundred thousand more. I mean, the ripple effect of, of exponential goodness that we're able to do with this thing every single day. I mean, let's think, you know, I think a hundred thousand people is a legitimate number based on, on, on what you and I and Andrew all follow and all the good people on, on Twitter. If we say each of us can create one smile each a day, two smiles each, 10 smiles, 20 smiles each. <gasps> what? That's yeah. magic. Mind magic. Mind blowing. So, and I'll throw this question out to, to both you guys. Obviously you are passionate and prolific at helping build communities around the globe and a community around pink socks. What are two to three action items that people listening in on this podcast can do to implement and build their own community, whatever that might be? What are some, what are two or three action items that somebody can use to start building community? For building community, you know, the first thing we commonly overlook is actually have conversations and listen to people and have empathy. And we have to start with that at the basic level. Everything else can follow from there, but we've got to start with that. We've got to listen to each other again. So true. I mean, I I often say, and I even tweeted earlier today, everyone has a story. All we have to do is stop and listen. And that's it. I mean, the, the guy that Andrew connected with, a story. Yeah. Andrew's got a story. Yeah. Let's stop. Let's share it. Let's listen. Well, you know, if there's a call to action here, you know, in the pink socks drive is challenge yourself to put connection at the heart of everything you do. Great challenge. That's it. So with that, let's rely on the community around this podcast can you share with our community one problem, need, or question that you guys currently have that this community can help you with? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the tribe is growing, right? We really don't know how many people are in the tribe, and we know that how many socks we've ordered and continue to order. Um, we never intended for this to grow like it did. We're incredibly lucky and happy and thrilled that it has. Um, but when, when things take off, if you didn't plan for them to take off, you end up in unique position. So what we've done to facilitate the growth of pink socks is we actually ended up incorporating, um, as a nonprofit. That's fantastic. And what started out as Nick and I ordering pallets of socks and shipping them out of our basements, uh, has, has grown so much larger than that, that we need help. And we finally had to admit that to ourselves, we connected with the, the, the Pink Sox tribe. 
We built an amazing board. We have some fantastic people that have been helping us and volunteering their time and effort. Um, but to keep this growing, um, we really need to get on the front end of, of pink socks. Right now, we have a back order of over 4,000 pairs of socks that people are waiting for. And every time Nick and I order pairs of socks, we ha- we absorb that. We get those. We front that cost because we believe in the tribe and we get those socks out there best we can. And uh, we recoup what we can. But now we want to get on the front end of that and make this really grow and order massive amounts of socks. And for us to do that, uh, we need some donations and we need some donors and some partners that really can help contribute to, you know, spreading this happiness and filling the world with love and kindness and empathy. And uh, we've streamlined it, even built an easy to use donation thing on our website, which felt really weird to do that. But when we threw up that ask, for socks for an elementary school in El Paso. And it took less than seven days to do it. it. It reminded Nick and I that there's a lot of other people out there just like us that are willing to give and to help, um, to help do this, to help make the world a better place. And that's what, that's what we need help with. We want those that are passionate about this, that believe in connection and empathy to, to see what we're doing um, and donate. And if you want socks, we have socks too. We sell socks and we sell them at cost. We're not making money on them. It's all, all of this is to fund more smiles. Our ROI is happiness and love. So that leads me right into then my next question. How can the community get a hold of you, whether it be the donation page, the websites, uh, handles, uh, hashtags, give us all the kind of the, the, the connectivity points online. So the um, everybody in the tribe that's active, the easiest way to find us is on Twitter. It's hashtag pink socks, always plural, always one word. Uh, you'll see people all over the world from, from elementary students to astronauts to leaders of healthcare communities to uh, just everyday people taking the train. Uh, that's where you'll see a lot of people. Um, Nick and I, we have our own uh, Twitter handles. Let Nick chime in on his. I'm, I'm at Andrew in tech. Easy way to find me there. Uh, the website is pinksocks.life, and we have a donation page there. We have an order page if you want to get socks. Uh, and by the way, we, we, we fulfill orders for socks by the dozen. And the reason we do that is we don't sell one pair of socks. We send you a bunch of socks so you can enjoy gifting. And it's not really about getting one pair. It's about getting pairs to give away, and you can feel the joy uh, of doing that. Excellent. Nick, what's your handle? I'm on Twitter. I'm at Nick is in PDX, N-I-C-K-I-S-N-P-D-X. And, and, uh, I, yeah, and, and we also have a small Facebook page, Pink Sucks Life Facebook page for people who, who aren't on Twitter. And like I said, that, the hashtag Pink Socks that Andrew mentioned, that carries across all social media. So if you're out there and you're taking pictures of, of you and your pink socks, you know, make, on Instagram or anywhere on LinkedIn or anywhere else, make sure you use that hashtag so the tribe can see you and celebrate you. Well, there's been some wonderful additions to your to your website, uh, gentlemen, over the past number of months. So I definitely uh, congratulate you on that. Some moving images, videos, and then, of course, uh, how to plug in uh, via donations or the purchase of those socks. Again, uh, to the community, you can find uh, them online at pinksocks.life. I'll also be including that website in our episode notes as well. Um, So thanks for sharing all of that, guys. We're going to close it out with this question uh, for our community. Uh, Nick, I'm going to ask you to go first, and then, Andrew, you're going to take us home. Here is the question in a fill-in-the-blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... 
I'm a passionate pioneer because of these pink socks. I'm a passionate pioneer because of seeing a lot of wonderful, awesome, happy, smiley people just like you and listening to your heart speak, sharing space with you makes me passionate about what I'm doing with pink socks. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Excellent. Andrew, I'm a passionate pioneer because? Because I've realized that each and every one of us has an opportunity to make the world a better place. And I am trying to do everything I can to live up to that. And that's with my professional work, my personal work with pink socks. And I really do believe even one person at a time, uh, we can change the world. And that's what drives me. Those one-on-one connections, those big things I do at the med school and the things I do with startup companies and the things we do with pink socks from being online to meeting new people at a meetup to uh, these conversations we're having right now, Mike, that this is what drives me and uh, it keeps me going every single day. Thanks for that, Andrew. Well, gentlemen, your work, your mission and passion for pink socks and the movement that has now gotten bigger than both of you and is now around the world is needed now more than ever with our political and social strife that we see daily your work and your dedication to continuing to build community around the globe is needed now more than ever i am so honored and humbled to call both of you dear friends and to be on this journey with you and i look forward to our community on this podcast to support your journey as well gentlemen thank you for joining us today Thanks, Thank Mike. you, Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.